from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Jerry Hill, Boogie Shoes On, joins us from Baylor Athletics. Jerry, welcome to you. Well, thank you, John. I, it seems like we've been spending a lot of time together the last week or so, right? <laughs> I mean, it's really the John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. All right, what, what's the history of that? How, how did that all begin? Well, and, and so the beginnings um, were, and I believe, I believe I'm right on this. It was my first year at the trip, okay. and we did, um, we did, so we did trip team versus kind of a combination, but it was mainly former trippers that went down to Houston oh, yeah. to work for the Chronicle, like John McClain, Lester Zed. Uh, Bob Clements, I think, was part of that group, too, and, and several guys like that. But then we had, like, Carol Fidel, Robert Miller. Uh, occasionally, we'd have Frank Fallon. Steve Fallon is still involved in it. Nice. Uh, and then it just kind of spread from there. Like, you know, my boys have played in it, you know, growing up. And, and if they were available, they'd probably still be playing this, this weekend. You're listening to the best of the John Moore Show. Here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. John on vacation this week, and we're hearing some of his best conversations from the last few months while he's off today. A great show in store for you. We'll hear from Chuck Limondola. The voice of TCU baseball, John talked with him before the Horn Frogs appearance in this year's College World Series. We'll talk with David Chandler, worked for Baylor Athletics for over 30 years, including 11 as the trainer for Baylor men's basketball. We'll hear John's conversation with him before Baylor played in this year's NCAA tournament. But first, Baylor Bear Insider and the Director of Sports Journalism for Baylor University, Jerry Hill, was on with John a few weeks ago to talk about this year's Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame induction class and the retirement of his longtime friend, John Werner, from the Waco Tribune-Herald. Here is that conversation. You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. the best rejoin we have going challenged only by rob sellers funky bump of the day but uh jerry hill boogie shoes on joins us from baylor athletics jerry welcome to you well thank you john it seems like we've been spending a lot of time together the last week or so right (laughs) i I know we worked at the same place but it seems like we've been spending i won't say way too much time but we've been spending a lot of time together the last week or so yeah we really have what was it? one day you came in and yeah, I, we spent I, think I was 
in the office at, or, you know, in for like maybe five or six hours right. and four of them were spent with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that, it's just uh, togetherness. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on with us today. Uh, tell everybody you, you're just back or back last week from a nice little trip to the Pacific Northwest. I am. Uh, it was a great trip. My uh, oldest son, Stephen, is a pastor in the Seattle area, actually in Kent, Washington, Faith Church up there. And uh, my wife and I made that uh, journey and got to spend about four or five days there and just had a great time. We left and I guess came back in triple digits, and it was 50s <laughs> and 60s up there. Oh, my there. gosh. Right. It's one of those where, do we really want to come back? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the temperature and say, yeah, I think we can stay a few more days in, yeah, sure. in Seattle. That's true. Absolutely. Well, fun trip there. Uh, and I think, was it last week when you were on, or maybe it was even two weeks ago, uh, when we talked, you're, you're playing hurt. I mean, you're you're uh, not on the injured list, but you're working right. through it. Uh, but you got a little surgery coming up on your knee. I, I do. I have a scope surgery coming up next Friday, July 7th. Um, don't know a time yet, but, yeah, it's uh, – the MRI, I thought, didn't really show much. Like, it just sounded like I was getting old, basically. <laughs> Fluid on the knee, loss of cartilage, just, you know, stuff that happens when you get older. But uh, Dr. Haynes found some, uh, I guess, loose particles uh, of the cartilage in my knee, which that's probably what I was feeling, because it felt like something was moving in my kneecap. So mm. I guess that's what was there. Yeah. So he'll, he'll take care of that uh, next Friday. All right, hope that goes well, and uh, I hope it's not that invasive like it's the, uh, you know, I hope he has to do as little as possible when he's scoping your knee there. What what does that do to your uh, participation in the annual trib slash former trib softball 4th of July game? I am out. Um, now, I did, I did kind of think, actually, I mentioned in the hallway a little bit ago, I was like, so should I just go out there and just completely blow it out? Like, you know, we know it's hurt. We know what they're going to go in there and fix. But should I just go out there and just completely blow it out where maybe I have to have knee replacement or something, you know? I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think my wife would agree to that. So yeah. I think I'm prob- this might be the first time where I literally just watch. Maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll coach third base. John McClain's done that a few times. So there maybe I'll coach third base. All right, what, what's the history of that? How, how did that all begin? Well, and, and so the beginnings um, were, and I believe, I believe I'm right on this, it was my first year at the trip. Okay. And we did, um, we did, so we did trip team versus kind of a combination, but it was mainly former tribbers that went down to Houston oh, yeah. to work for the Chronicle, like John McClain, Lester Zed. Uh, Bob Clements, I think, was part of that group, too, and, and several guys like that. But then we had, like, Carol Fidel, Robert Miller. Uh, occasionally we'd have Frank Fallon. Steve Fallon is still involved in it. Nice. Uh, and then it just kind of spread from there. Like, you know, my boys have played in it, you know, growing up. And, and if they were available, they'd probably still be playing this, this weekend. But, uh, yeah, and so that's how it started. And we were playing literally out at the practice fields at Lake Air Little League. <laughs> Uh, and then I don't remember exactly when we moved, but we moved um, to Getterman. John McClain obviously got that set up. Uh, and so we, we've been playing there ever since. Um, and I believe, John, it was 2009 
when Lester had his oh, gee. Had a little accident at home plate. Um, yeah, do you know about this, Aaron? Do you know about this injury? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, ugly. So, so Lester ran into the brick wall behind home plate and pretty much broke everything. I, yeah. That's that's what I tell everybody. So, um, and that was that prompted them to put the padding in, uh, which is there now. If you yeah. look at Getterman, uh, they've got the padding in there protecting that uh, back wall. So, that was kind of a weird moment in the history. But yeah, it's it's been going. John, I would guess this is about its uh 40th year maybe well, wow is that right well yeah you yeah, said it started first year you were at the trip my my first year so it wouldn't have been that summer that i started but it would have been the next summer so 84 and so i and and i know there's been one or two that have been rained out this or that but this yeah. is the you know 40th anniversary or 40th 40th year <laughs> yeah. where we could have had it so yeah w- will there be uh commemorative patches of the 40th year or special uh throwback do, uniforms yeah, I think yeah we need some for like uh ones that have been at most of them <laughs> over the 40 years and john werner is one of those yeah right uh certainly certainly i've been at most of them um john mcclain one way or another has been at them lester <laughs> is another one robert miller Carol Fidel has been at a lot of them, but uh, yeah, so maybe we do need to do something special, maybe to commemorate the 40th anniversary, because next year would actually be the 40th anniversary. Sure, right. We'll do that. All right, that's good. Plan, yeah, plan ahead. I'll be in the stands. Yeah, I'll be in the stands <laughs> for possibly coaching third base. <laughs> this is great, and um, this is not really open to the public, right? Even though it's at Gatterman Stadium, or, or will it be on ESPN Plus? Maybe. Yeah, what do you it, think? It's definitely on ESPN. Sure. <laughs> plus, 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 plus. Yeah, plus, plus. Uh-huh. The Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho is a good spot for this. You yeah. know, we've never invited the public, but, I mean, it's going to be open. If you want to come up and sit in the stands and watch these old-timers. And, and well, here's where it's gotten to, John. I think you know this. I mean, it's gotten to where it's almost like you're trying to get the best ringers you can get. Yeah. Um, and that that happened fairly, not, not like right from the start, but um, maybe – 10, 15 years into it, basically when John, you know, couldn't play anymore, um, they started getting a bunch of ringers and then we would answer. And I mean, you know, one year I know we had Sean Buner, we've had Ricky Rhodes, <laughs> oh, Arthur my. Rhodes, right. um, Pat Zachary has played for them. Before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, Jay Black from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, he plays on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one year, um, Jimmy Stanton was act. He actually flew in for the game. Oh man! Um, so yeah, so it's got a, it's got kind of a little bit of a rich history, I guess. Yeah. Um. So is it on the fourth on Tuesday, the fourth, or is it sometime no, this weekend? It's, it's this Saturday. Saturday. 9 okay. This Saturday at Getterman. Nine a.m. There you go. No right. tickets uh, distributed, but uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Come on out and watch from the stands right. and enjoy the heat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Find some shade. Uh, Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Insider, and uh, when you mention 40 years, it makes me think of uh, uh, our friend and, and good friend and colleague, John Warner, who is about yeah. to uh, ride off into the, actually hike off into the sunset, 40-plus yeah. uh, years, would be 41 in August. I was telling Aaron, we had lunch together yesterday, and I, I didn't say it's not my story to tell about his right. final column that he's working on, but... It was fun to visit with John and kind of look ahead and celebrate his retirement. I can break it, right? I mean, I was at the trip for 25 years, so I, I feel like I can break the 
the news on his column. I believe, John, it's actually going Thursday. Next Thursday? Uh, no, 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 this Thursday. Oh, tomorrow. I believe that's okay. right. Okay. Um, but, yes, he's doing his top 20 uh, Baylor games that he actually was at. He, it, it, that was kind of the stipulation. Is, right. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily the best 20 games during his career, but the best 20 games that he actually covered. Uh, it's an interesting list. Um, yeah. You know, I, uh, and you think about it, I mean, 41 years, I mean, there's there's been some great ones. Um, and it's definitely, as he said, skewed to the last probably 20 years. Right. Um, just because that's the best era of Baylor athletics. Yeah. You know? So, but uh, that'll be fun. You know, he already did his goodbye column, but this is, uh, you know, something he kind of wanted to do. Um, just top 20 uh, Baylor events that he covered. And he's, you know, he's covered just about everything as, as he was telling us uh, yesterday at lunch, I believe A&T is the only thing that he hasn't actually covered. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, yeah. But he's, you know, covered, because I know we've done a lot, we, during the years, we did a lot of equestrian together, and <laughs> obviously he's covered soccer, he's covered softball, um, he's been the men's, or been baseball, or he was baseball from like 83 to 08, and that was when I came over to Baylor, and then he switched back to softball he had been softball for a long time before too so uh and then men's basketball since 87 so he's he's been around for a long time and done an amazing job at the at, at the trip that's great well that's fun so watch for that column uh coming up tomorrow i aaron right you back me up i wasn't gonna say what it was not release it. i wouldn't release do that but jerry jerry just did yeah yep I, and, and I, he's right i think he's he's earned Sure. Yeah. I mean, Jerry can do I, that. I, absolutely. I'm I'm vested. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> so I can, I can, and I'm vested certainly with John too. Yeah. Yeah. I was with him for 25 years, and obviously we've known each other for 40 years. Sure. So, and can you can you uh, imagine if John got upset at us for yeah <laughs> scooping oh, yeah. his column? Ruined my last column. I hope you're happy, Jerry. Gum it, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he would stomp away. Yeah, he'd be um, so he, angry. He just, John you gets can just see John Warner doing that. Right, he gets upset so easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, drop of a hat. All right. Uh, speaking of being vested, uh, I mentioned this to Aaron. Also, we'd ask you about. You are on the committee, the Blue Ribbon mm-hmm. Committee, that selects Blue the Ribbon. yes Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame and Wall of Honor uh, selections. Um, what can you tell us? Don't give away any secrets here. Um, but what can you tell us about that selection process, like year in and year out, or this year? Right, right. Well, John, I'm kind of the slug on the committee. I'm, <laughs> I, I guess, I'm the historian. Okay. Kind of the, and and so I do contribute. Um, but you know, everybody else on it, I believe, has been you know Baylor Letterman, and in some cases, and I, I, I looked back through the list of who was on the selection committee this year, and I believe we had four Hall of Famers on the committee itself. So yeah, these are these are all ones that, and that's four of the other six. So we we really do have a great panel and and it's fun. We don't we honestly don't get to spend enough time together because it, it's it actually usually goes fairly fast. Right. Uh, but there's seven voting members. I'm one of the seven. Okay. Um, and then um, yeah we so we start basically just with a blank board and you put you um, you know we have a nomination list and the way it works is once you're nominated you know, other than you getting elected, you keep rolling back on for five years. So in your fifth year, if you're not elected, then you go off. You can be nominated again, but you roll off 
um, the the nomination list until somebody else nominates you again. So okay. we actually had several in that group this year, and one of those that was in her fifth year was Sandy Forsyth Massey oh, that was okay. elected yeah. elected this year. So that was kind of cool, and that was one thing I noted earlier today was so five years are represented there of nominations, and we had we had one at least one from each of those groups. Oh, and I don't know good. that I don't know that it necessarily always works that way because mm-hmm. you know you think when they've been on there four or five years they're probably not going to get elected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had we had one from you know that was going off this year. Stan Curry was another one mm-hmm. that had been on there a long time and finally got elected this year. And I know you were talking about you know like how it goes in terms of you know ones that just barely missed. Well, Stan Curry was that last year. Stan was absolutely the last one that you know. We, we I think it was came down to him or, or uh, Gary Kafer. Oh wow! And Gary yeah. Kafer got in. Yeah, both the former high jump champions yeah. and um, that you know, close. Gary got in. Yeah, it was that close, and Stan got in this year. So that was kind of cool. Um, just behind the curtain a little bit, I guess. Um, I I don't think Walter would have a problem with. And Walter is there too. Walter is, I guess, is it ex officio? He's he's a non voting member. So him and Tammy kind of run the meeting, and Tammy tallies the votes and all that. Um, and so we start with, like I said, a blank board. You put down um, your eight names, and then um, so any that are unanimous, they're in. You know, and on that first ballot, they're okay. in. Okay. And I can tell you that your friend Pat Nunley yes. and Tiffany Townsend, I believe, were the two that were unanimous from the first ballot. Oh, so love it. They were the they were the first in in this class. And then we just kept working down and, um, you, you know, you get to four five, six and, and finally come down to those last couple of ones. And, and it is hard. I mean, I, and I can think of all the times where, you know, man, we were so close and, and just, and Jay Jeffrey is real good about kind of reminding us of ones that, um, you know, get close and, uh-huh. and we need to remember that next year, that kind of thing. Um, cause he's had, you know, friends or people that, didn't get in, you know, they were close, they were close and then just never got in. So he, he kind of reminds us of, of the ones that were close. So, um, there I gave you another name too. Jay Jeffries on it. Rich Thompson's <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you know, both Hall of uh, Famers. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the other Hall of Famers that are on there are Sophia Young Malcolm mm-hmm. and Paula Young. Mm, okay. So they were, they were on the selection committee this year and those, those are fairly consistent, although, you know, they do kind of rotate off every couple of years. Um, Ricky has um, um, made a proposition that he gets to stay on it forever. So um, <laughs> that, that was actually, I think, a proposition that he made. Yeah. You know, we really need to keep this thing consistent. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Rick, Ricky is a is a selection committee member in, 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 in perpetuity. What's the word? I don't know. Perpetuity. Perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. Perpetuity. There you go. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, I'm, I'm the journalist, right? I'm the wordsmith. So. <laughs> a a position yeah, for life that's... for Ricky Thompson. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's He's great. All right, what do you? That's good. Good information. Thank you very much. What? uh, What? Besides the softball game Saturday, what plans do you have for the Fourth of July? Fourth of July weekend, we are actually going to do something at our house Saturday night. Have some friends from the neighborhood uh, over for a little swimming pool party. Nice. And I think we're. I think because there's one set of neighbors that are out for the weekend, so I think we're going to do it again on Monday night. Just just a real casual gathering, but not no big plans. And that actually does start. My next round of vacation is is Monday, January third. So, uh, and then four days into it, I get to have my scope surgery. Oh. 
<laughs> what a way to spend your vacation, right? Yeah, that's exactly the text I got from my wife. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Very good. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on with us. Uh, we will not visit next week because I'll be gone next week and you'll be gone next right. week. And then the following week is the start of the Big 12 football media days. I mean, yeah. that's two weeks from today, so that's that getting here strange. quick. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun to go up there and yeah. see folks. I may be on crutches, but I'll I'll make my I'll stumble my way into Arlington and see if I can go through another media day. All right, very good. Hey, thanks for the visit. Appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, it. All right, Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Athletics, Baylor Insider, uh, playing hurt again. He's uh, he's got that knee that has to be scoped coming up Friday week, the seventh. So uh, you know, in you know, despite those, you know. Trials and tribulations, he still makes time for us. Isn't it great? It is. It is. We enjoy having him on. Yeah. It's always always fun. Yeah. I, he was scaring me a little bit talking about playing hurt. I was like, you know, meniscus. That's pretty, crazy talk. It's pretty minor. Yeah. Anything else that you mess up in your knee or around that area, it's not going to be pretty minor. It's right. not going to be like a scope and a cleanup. So <laughs> but let's keep uh, Jerry on the sidelines. Maybe, you know, do some coaching or whatever. Please. <laughs> yeah. Let him keep. Let him do PA. Let him do a scorebook, something like that, which would be good. You did not jab him with what you thought you might jab him with. Yeah, I, we were talking before the show. You, Jerry, yes, and John Warner, yes, yes, at lunch last two days ago. Two right, days, yesterday. Oh, okay, yesterday. Okay, and we're can't figured out how many years combined. <laughs> yes. the three of you covered Baylor covered athletics. Baylor athletics, yeah. and my guess was. 187 years. <laughs> 187. I, I, I yeah. slightly overshot it. Uh, yeah, you're but it, it was. It is over 100 years combined. It was. What did we? What did 127. I take? 126. 126. Yeah, 126. All jokes forever. aside, that is incredible, and it's. You know, I've grown up with all three of you guys, and, and it's been it's been wonderful to get to enjoy all three of you covering Baylor athletics because obviously. <laughs> that's my first love in sports. That's great. Well, more power to John retiring, reaching retirement. He and his wife, Karen, both retiring at the same time. But don't think, just because us three had lunch together, don't think that means Jerry and I are going out the door anytime soon, okay? He wasn't trying to push in that direction. John no. wasn't trying to push no, in that direction. No, no, no. John like, would hey, never man. do that. Okay. <laughs> John would never do that. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, I know. Yeah, no, he would not do that <laughs> at all. But the timing is right for him. He said that several times. The timing was just right. So, perfect for him. Yeah, he has had a long Trying to think of the right word. Yeah, he's had a great career. I yeah. mean, like I said, I've, I mentioned this before, but I just I can't say enough good things about John Warner. Yeah. I've literally been reading him my entire life. He's great, and I'm gonna miss re- reading his columns and his stories. No JMO, no problem. This is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, ESPN Central Texas, and pleased to welcome in the voice of TCU Baseball headed back to Omaha College World Series. Beginning on Friday, first game in the World Series this week or this year is TCU and Oral Roberts. And we welcome in Chuck Lamondola. Chuck, uh, welcome to you and congratulations to you. Thank you, John. Great to be here. I appreciate it. Thanks. 
Uh, say back a month ago, uh, what were the odds that we would be talking uh, to you about TCU going to the World Series? <laughs> Uh, well, the honest answer would be slim to none. Yeah, uh, if you'd ask me around. Uh, okay, and uh, but man, it took what a what a closing run by TCU, right? Nineteen of twenty-one, and win the Big Twelve tournament, and just continue rolling through the tournament. Yeah, really a dramatic turnaround, uh, and it was led really by an offensive resurgence. You know, the very first weekend of the year, we put up eighteen against Arkansas, and we beat Vandy pretty easily, and. Everybody around the program was saying, wow, this team has really, you know, got it. But, um, you know, we, we had a lull in the middle of the season. Most of, the, most of that was due to our pitching staff, which just uh, uh, kind of in the shambles. And then we went in a hitting slump as well. But, yeah, I mean, things really turned around when the pitching kind of settled in. Uh, and then, you know, our hitting came back around. And, you know, for the last month and a half, it's been, it's been really good. Yeah. I would say really good. Was it, uh, were there injuries in, as a part of that, or was it guys just, you know, needing to get going and they finally got going? Well, I think it was a combination, but, but for the most part, you know, in the beginning of the year, we were counting on Kansas transfer Ryan Vanderhey to, uh, to pitch well. He did the first week or two, and then he kind of went in a slump, and it turned out he had an injury. Uh, and so that's why he you know, struggled a couple of times uh, in, his early, in his early starts. And it really wasn't until our freshmen became part of the rotation, Cole Klecker, uh, Luis Rodriguez, who is um, unfortunately hurt right now for us, but uh, he, he became a big part of our weekend rotation during this stretch run. Uh, those guys kind of really took it and ran with it for us. And we've been led both offensively and defensively by our freshmen. I mean, it's been surprising. Uh, Carson Bowen behind the plate, Anthony Silva uh, at short have been offensive stalwarts the entire season. Um, Klecker, Ben Abelt out of the bullpen has been our best and most reliable arm out of the bullpen. So it's, it's been, I think, the growth of the freshman class really is what has happened to us over the last month that's, that's changed the uh, trajectory. Really impressive. One of the, uh, I guess, the older guys for you is a guy we know well here in Waco. It's Trey Richardson, transferred from Baylor to TCU. Uh, I should say power-hitting Trey Richardson, man, the way he played in that <laughs> regional against Arkansas. Yeah, he's been terrific. And he's really uh, – the other thing that's happened, and, and he's a real – he's emblematic of it, he took a leadership role. You know, early on after transferring from Baylor – I think he was reluctant to maybe step on, you know, Braden Taylor's toes as a leader or step on Curtis Burns' toes and, and grab that leadership role. But, you know, you've probably been around Trey. You know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a real outgoing kid, uh, competitive kid, and really has good leadership skills. And, I, you know, about halfway through, he started to really kind of assert himself. So if you watch our games now, if the pitcher gets in trouble rather than any of the coaches – going out to the mound, it'll be Trey who will run to the mound and talk to the pitcher and try to settle him down or, you know, tell him, Hey, let, don't worry about it. Let's get the next guy or whatever. Um, but he, he's been phenomenal. He, 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 and, you know, Austin Davis who transferred from West Virginia have just seamlessly found their way um, into this lineup. And um, the, the other thing that's happened and Kirk Sarlos has talked about this over the last couple of weeks, the team really, has bonded 
um, over the last month. They really have come together. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, you know Trey starting to really kind of uh, become more of a more of a vocal leader for this club. Yeah, he's played well. What was the game he had? Uh, Do you have eleven RBIs, two grand slams in that one win over Arkansas? Yeah, he had a grand slam in the first inning to get us going. Yeah, and then he came up the next inning and hit another grand oh, slam. Gosh. And- and then he hit a two-run homer a little bit later on just for good measure. Good grief. What a so, game. Yeah. I mean, by far and away, um, you know, a career day for him and set a set a record for most RBIs in the game or tied a record for most RBIs in the game. He's the first Horn Frog to hit three homers in a game since, uh, I think, 2012 or 13, somewhere back there. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, was an, it was an impressive, impressive game for Trey. Yeah, he tied the record that Shea Langlier set a few years ago for Baylor out in uh, out at Stanford. Um, Chuck, what about it, it, would you say that the way the Frogs are playing right now is the way that people thought they would play all year when they were picked uh, to win the Big 12 in the preseason? Yeah, I, I think so, John. I think that, that a lot of people in the beginning thought that this is the team that would be there from February 15th on. And it just wasn't the case, you know, for for a bunch of reasons like we talked about. Right. But yeah, I think that this is the team that uh, everybody thought. And, and quite frankly, and I'm not just saying this because I do TCU baseball, but uh, it's a team I wouldn't want to face right now. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I would say really one of the – I mean, everybody, the eight teams that are left, they're all really good, but uh, I'm not sure there's any that are hotter than TCU right now. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, you know, maybe Wake Forest would be yeah, the only true. one I can think of true. that might be on the same level in terms of um, uh, being, a, you know, very hot. But, yeah, I mean, I certainly, uh, you know, I think Arkansas, you know, Dave Van Horn was at the end of it. He said people were questioning him about the series. And he said, you know, you're not giving TCU the credit they deserve. That team is really, really good. And they are playing great, great baseball. They beat us. It wasn't like we lost any of these games. They just beat our brains out. So, um, yeah, you know, it's all clicking on uh, on all cylinders right now. And I'll tell you a funny story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read this or heard this, but right about the time we were dead in the water, which was when we came back from West Virginia, and then we lost two out of three to Texas, uh, Coach Sarlos said, hey, we're not going to – you guys seem to be worried about all kinds of things besides playing baseball. So, you know what, kind of as kind of as punishment – he said, "We're going to play the game. We're going to play today with our uh, batting practice jerseys on. <laughs> so we're not even going to wear our uniform tops. Well, they have not taken those batting practice jerseys off since then. Really? <laughs> yes, it's worked. Yeah, we've played every game with those batting practice jerseys on. And of course, you know, baseball players. Is the more we kept winning, the more the players were like, no, we're not putting anything of else on it. <laughs> We looked pretty ragged on some of those TV games. <laughs> That's a great story. That is great. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So uh, it's working well for TCU. Chuck Lamondola, our guest, he calls play-by-play for TCU baseball, headed to Omaha, and TCU matched against Oral Roberts in the opening game on Friday. How about that? How about ORU making it all the way to the College World Series? Yeah, and I'm really happy for them. You know, they had a really good season, and, you know, they've been good for a long time and just have never, or not in the recent past, have made the jump 
Um, so I, w- I was very happy to see them get an opportunity to um, to get to Omaha. And, you know, they had a good, tough road. I mean, they had to play Oklahoma State at, o- you know, at OSU, which is never an easy place to win and, um, you know, and go on the road and, and win the Super Regional. So it's not going to be an easy out come Friday afternoon for us. But I know the ki- our kids are excited, and I'm sure their kids are uh, – Really excited as well. Yeah, great matchup. That'll be fun. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, Jeter Baisden, about Omaha and how cool it is to be there. Um, whether your team is there or not, you know, baseball fans, I think, would all appreciate a trip to the College World Series. Uh, what have you found through the years? What do you like best about being there with TCU at the College World Series? Yes, yeah, so this will be my sixth trip. And, um, it's funny, when I started a long time ago, 27 years ago, I vowed I wouldn't go until we went. <laughs> Fortunately, I've been fortunate enough to go. Um, it's the way that the community embraces this particular event. Um, it's a celebration of college baseball. Every restaurant you go into, there'll be you know, banners hanging on the walls for the different teams. And everybody's in a good mood because your team has made it all the way to the final eight. Um, and even if you know, you you see the opposition, everybody's happy and smiling and laughing. And it's just the, the entire Omaha community really, really does a great job of embracing the players and the coaches and the fans of each team. Uh, and it's just a celebration of, of college baseball. And because it lasts for, you know, 14 days, um, it's just a wonderful thing. You know, one of the ice cream shops will put up make special ice cream for each team. So, you know, it'll be like the purple frog ice cream. But then if TCU gets eliminated, they'll cross that ice cream off the board. Can't get that anymore. So it's just uh, all of those things that surround the games themselves um, really make it, in my mind, um, an event. If you love college sports, if you love college baseball, it's a great great place to be. My wife loves to go. And, Mm. you know, she doesn't come to every game here at home, but – She's going to fly up on the weekend to, to watch, watch a game. And um, she said the same thing to everybody that asked. She said, you know, it's just great. You, you should go once in your lifetime, even if your team isn't there. Yeah, I agree with that. That is great. Well, man, congratulations to you. Really happy for you. Uh, tell Trey we said uh, good luck, and we're happy for him also. And uh, good luck to the Frogs in Omaha. Thank you very much, John, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Same here. I appreciate it. Chuck, thanks very much. Chuck Lamondola, play-by-play voice for TCU Baseball, and TCU opens the College World Series Friday, 1 o'clock Central Time against ORU. That's the first game of the entire World Series, and uh, TCU is there for the sixth time, as Chuck said. They were there in 2010, and then 14 through 17 made uh, four straight appearances. Haven't been since 2017, but back this year, TCU representing the Big 12. They're waving the Big 12 banner. They're the only Big 12 school that's there this year. Yeah, and having having a heck of a year in athletics, they aren't are. they? In athletics, yeah, yes. that's a good point. That's yeah, a really good point. Played for the national championship in football, and now they get the same chance in baseball. Yeah, that's a great point. And basketball went to the NCAA tournament also. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really good there. All right, so uh, TCU Oral Roberts, uh, the first game on Friday. Florida and Virginia follow at 6 p.m. on Friday. Saturday, it'll be Wake Forest versus Stanford and LSU versus Tennessee. Tennessee got by Southern Miss to win that uh, super regional uh, that ended last night as well. 
You're listening to the best of the John Moore Show here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the John Moore Show live from the NCAA basketball tournament. I mean, it's one game. <laughs> like, it's one game, and you got to make sure you play it to the best of your ability because the next game is not guaranteed. And when I look at my perspective, it can be a continuous college college career, or it, might be, I might, or it might be it. So the reality of it is just focusing, you know, paying attention to all the details so you can actually win the game so you don't get another opportunity to play another. Now with the Bears on the road to the Final Four, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us live from Denver, that is Flo Thamba, the Baylor senior postman, Baylor's all-time winningest player, Flo Thamba, and it is down to uh, win or go home, win or your career's over for, for Flo Thamba. That is uh, very good motivation, you would think, for him, for everyone around him, and for certainly Baylor, but every team in the NCAA tournament. Back live from Denver, and uh, let's visit with... Uh, not a native uh, Coloradan, uh, native Texan, but uh, a resident of the Denver area now. And a folks, uh, person many of you know, and David Chandler has worked for Baylor for 35 years, 31 of those in Baylor Athletics. And DC joins us now. And uh, David, it's nice for a change for us to come to you in Denver. Hello, John. Yeah, welcome to Denver. I am glad you guys are here. Uh, it's an exciting time. It really is. It's really cool, and you probably would have found your way wherever Baylor was playing. <laughs> but it's nice when you just uh, have to travel across town, right? Yeah, I tend to. I tend to do that this time of year. This time of year, isn't it, with uh, March Madness? I, so I tend to find the Bears wherever they're playing. But it is nice. I'm about five miles from my house. I actually rode the wow. train to the arena for the uh, open practice today. So. It's a lot of fun. That is really cool. <laughs> that is really fun. And uh, and what's it like for you? I mean, you were the men's basketball trainer for uh, many of those 31 years, um, and you're still close to the program because you know you know Coach Drew and our coaching staff and so many so many players uh, and so many people associated with the program. Um, this is a fun time of year, like you said, isn't it? When you get to March Madness. Yeah, it really is, and we've had so much success recently, and, and that's just a tribute to Coach Drew and his staff. They do such a great job, and it's just an exciting time to be a Baylor fan. Uh, it's just an exciting time to be associated with Baylor in general, and uh, it's just fun. And like I've heard you say numerous times, Coach Drew and his staff, they're just wonderful. Um, they're really, really good for our student-athletes and are good for Baylor. So, yeah, it's just a lot of excitement um, at the moment. Very cool. All right, what do we need to know about Denver? Uh, hopefully we're here, you know, for uh, for a couple of games. That would be through Sunday. Uh, I know a, a group went out to Red Rock uh, um, Amphitheater yesterday. I saw some pictures there. That's pretty cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I walked down to Coors Field. Yeah, Denver's a great city. Um, you guys have seen a little bit of all the weather so far. You had a beautiful <laughs> spring day yesterday with bright sunshine, and then you woke up with snow on the ground this morning. So, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, it's cloudy, so you can't see the mountains today. But it's just a, it's a really 
pretty beautiful place, good people. Um, I think tomorrow's going to be pretty. It's going to probably be in the 30s, but the sun will be bright, and uh, it should just be a great day. Really cool. I think I saw, uh, Dave, that this is Denver's first time hosting uh, an NCAA regional since 2016. So I was kind of surprised at that. I would, th- would have thought this would have been in a pretty, pretty regular uh, rotation of hosting. Yeah, you would think so. It's a good location, and this arena is really, really good. Um, and it just seems like a good site, so I'm surprised by that as well. I know the Baylor people from here, and this was before I was here, but they were excited when the women's team came here. I guess that was the first national championship was played here. And um, they talk about that still, about how much fun that was to have Baylor here for that. Uh, but the men haven't been here, I guess, since since we used to play uh, CU in those in those old Big 12 days when they, when they were in the Big 12. So, um, yeah, it's exciting to have them here. Yeah, and I tell everybody, anybody that will listen, I miss our trips to Colorado. When, when the Buffaloes were in the Big 12, I loved coming up here. Boulder is, you know, 45 minutes away, just north of Denver. And I just love uh, this area. The mountains is just beautiful. It's picturesque, and it's really fun to come back up here. Uh, David Chandler, our guest uh, with Baylor Advancement. What's the uh, what's the Baylor alum population in this area? Are there a lot of Baylor alums here? Yeah, that's a great question. So I saw a stat that within 50-mile radius of Denver, we have 5,000 Baylor constituents. Oh. And that's families, friends, alums, whatever it might be. So it's a, it's a huge Baylor area. Now, now Denver's funny because we try to have Baylor events, and they don't always all show up because there's so much going yeah. on. They like to do outdoor things, so they're, they're always outside. But it's a big Baylor community. Um, just from a student perspective, uh, obviously the majority of our students at Baylor are from Texas. And then second, from a state perspective, is California. And that's just by pure numbers. But then third is Colorado, which if, if you yeah. look at the population of Colorado, that's really pretty surprising because we're smaller than a lot of states. Um, but so it's a, it's a huge Baylor, uh, Baylor uh, group here in, in Denver and just in Colorado as a whole. Good, very good. All right, from your time, uh, and it was many years working with Baylor basketball, uh, what was your, what's your fondest March Madness memory? Uh, with the Bears or maybe otherwise, uh, what comes to mind for you? Well, so fortunately or unfortunately, I missed the national championship as far as being on staff. Uh, that was two years after I transitioned over to this role. But I was there for all six games. So I, I would have to say that during the bubble, uh, you know, during the pandemic and being in Indianapolis for all six games, that was probably the best. Um, nice. From when I was with the team, that first run, that we had with Coach Drew to the Elite Eight, uh, that was just special. And it was just a lot of fun. You know, in Houston, we had such a large Baylor group of people. I don't know, John, maybe thirty or 40,000 Baylor fans at those games. And yeah. it was just, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I, I think from my time with men's basketball, that was probably the highlight. Um, unfortunately, in, in these jobs, sometimes you remember the low points more so than the high points. Uh, they just tend to stick with. They just tend to stick with you longer. But from a high point perspective, that was by far, uh, by far the best. 
That's a great memory, and that will always be a great memory. Uh, really cool down in Houston. All right, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, you, you keep close tabs on this Baylor team. Uh, what do you think about the matchup with Cal Santa Barbara and how the Bears do, hopefully in two games here in Denver? Yeah, let's pray for two games. And let's pray for two games, yes. and then the Bears get to go to Louisville. That's, 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 what, yes. that's, that's what we're looking for. Uh, you know, John, you know I watch and listen to all the games, but as all our fans know, if we will rebound and get some defensive stops, we're going to score points. So if we can muster up what it takes to rebound and get defensive stops uh, when we need to get those defensive stops, we'll be good. You know, just our, our – Offensive efficiency is so good. Those guards are so incredible. But um, we're going to score points, but we have to be able to get some stops and rebound a little bit. Yep, I think that's a pretty good assessment. You're exactly right. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. David, I'll uh, tell our listeners, I always appreciate you. You tune in to our show when you can, uh, either maybe not live, but on the podcast when you're out climbing the mountains and hiking here in Colorado. So we always that, and it's always good to hear from you. And it is really, really great for us to come to you to be here in Denver for this tournament. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm, I'm too excited. I think I told you when I spoke earlier. I'm not getting any work done this week because I'm just too excited. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I guess I shouldn't say that because my boss might hear it. But, uh, uh, but it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good turnout of, of Baylor fans here in Denver. Very cool. Hey, Dave, thanks very much. I appreciate it. We'll see you uh, again uh, tomorrow for sure. Sounds good. Take care, John, and thank you. All right. All right, thank you very much. There's uh, David Chandler. David, 31 years in Baylor athletics, a good portion of that as the men's basketball trainer, 35 years total working with Baylor, now with Baylor Advancement, and uh, living and working here in Denver. So he knows what he's talking about when he tells you about the numbers of Baylor uh, constituents here in this area. And he and Amy, just two of the greatest people in the world. So great to be able to uh, have David uh, on the show and be able to visit with him. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Look ahead, wrap things up. Plenty more to come live from Denver. We are glad you're with us. Our coverage of Baylor basketball.